0: Hello, I hope you're okay and had a good weekend and managed to enjoy some of the sunshine in Kent. It's Monday, April the 19th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. And first today, an NHS trust in Kent has been in court and pleaded guilty to not providing safe care and treatment following the death of a baby boy. Harry Richford was just seven days old when he passed away after being born at the QEQM hospital in Margate in 2017. East Kent Hospitals Trust has been at Folkestone Magistrates' today in the first prosecution of its kind, following an inquest which found his death was wholly avoidable. Harry's parents, Sarah and Tom, spoke after the hearing.
2: We at the time knew no better, so we put our faith into the experts, the doctors themselves and the nurses, the midwives, and we really trusted everything they said. They said, try this drug, this might help, try and do this, try and do that, and we did everything they suggested. And ultimately they failed Harry and because of that he passed away and really since then we've had to really investigate and push really hard to find out what has gone on because the trust did their own internal investigation and the results which came out of that internal investigation were completely wrong and inaccurate so we then it basically when we had this meeting to go over their investigation it threw up more questions than it answered and we wanted answers to those questions so we then had to go and find those out ourselves so we did lots of research online we did freedom of information requests we read board reports and eventually it told a really grim story and we found out that in the 2015 the RCOG these sort of experts of of gynaecology and obstetrics turned around to the trust and said if you don't do this this and this then a chances are that a baby and or mother will die and that's what the report was issued to the Trust in early 2016 and in late 2017, November, Harry died in exactly the way the RCOG had described two years earlier and that's unacceptable to know of a mistake, not to do anything to mitigate the circumstances surrounding that, the potential errors that could happen and then them happen and it caused a death.
1: People are going to make mistakes in any job um, and they are going to, you know, and part and parcel of that in, is that doctors you know death can happen in hospitals Um, but I do think that somebody needs to be held accountable for the fact that so many people made errors and you know that's that it seems to us that it's a systemic issue and not just you know we don't necessarily blame individuals that are involved in our case we we you know we blame the fact that so many individuals were allowed to make so many mistakes and you know that I think spotlight needs to be put on the trust to to make some changes from the top down i implicitly trusted every single doctor and midwife that we we came into contact with and you know like i said the the amount of time that passed that i was in hospital for didn't even cross my mind really it was it it, it, uh, we felt and i i felt as though i was in good hands and that i was being well looked after and it's not until you sort of realize how vulnerable you are afterwards that you you realize how yeah how vulnerable you are really
0: an inquest into Harry's death took place in January 2020. Speaking after the hearing, the East Kent Hospital's chief executive, Susan Acott, had said, We're deeply sorry that we failed Harry, Sarah, and the Richford family and apologise unreservedly for our failures in their care. We are determined to learn when things go wrong. Our midwives, our doctors, and every member of our staff constantly strive to give good care every day. We have already made significant changes following Harry's death and we will continue. Continue to do everything we can to learn from this tragedy. Kent Online News. Other top stories today and three people have been killed and another's been flown to a London hospital following a crash on Romney Marsh. A woman in her 50s and two men in their 20s and 40s were pronounced dead at the scene of the collision on Romney Road in Lyd yesterday evening. The road was closed for around 12 hours. Meantime, a motorcyclist in his 30s has died following a crash involving three vehicles on the M25 near Sevenoaks. The motorway was closed for several hours yesterday evening after the bike collided with two cars on the anti-clockwise carriageway a man's been arrested after a woman was left tied up for 48 hours following a burglary in a kent village you might remember us telling you about this on a previous episode of the podcast. The victim was in her 60s and punched, cut with a knife and had a bottle of alcohol poured over her during the break-in on Staplehurst Road in Frittenden earlier this month. Less than £100 was stolen. A 29-year-old from Headcorn has been questioned and released on bail. More than 35,000 people have signed a petition set up by a Kent student calling for women with endometriosis to be able to freeze their eggs on the NHS. The condition is incredibly painful and can leave some women unable to have children. Rhiannon Hull from Yalding was diagnosed eight years ago and has had five lots of surgery.
3: So I started a petition for women with endometriosis to be able to freeze their eggs on the NHS. At the moment it's something that you have to fund privately and it can actually cost up to about £6,000 just for three years to to store your eggs. Um, About 30-50% to of women with endometriosis suffer with infertility so to have them statistics and no option currently on the NHS to be able to store and preserve your eggs, I think it's something that really needs to be done soon. So I actually suffer with the disease myself, I had my official diagnosis in 2019, however I've had symptoms and troubles since I was 12 years old and it does take on average about seven to eight years for a woman to be diagnosed with a condition, even though it affects one in ten women. So it's something that's very personal to me, I know that the fear of being infertile puts a lot of pressure on relationships and there's so many other women out there, I know personally that have messaged me that are supporting this petition that feel the same. We all need to come together, everyone needs to support each other. If you're a woman that's suffering with any kind of symptoms that you think are unusual for your period, you need to go and get them checked. So things like severe pelvic pain, pain with intercourse is a big one. That was actually the symptom that for me made the consultants kind of take it, not more seriously, but it made them realize, okay, this isn't just ovulation pain. Um, So it's definitely worth, as I said, it affects one in ten women. So it is something that's a lot more common than people think.
0: And you can search for the story on Kent Online to sign the petition. The Kent Online Podcast with Serenity Parks. Two men have been jailed following a violent attack in Dartford, which left a victim with a broken nose and jaw. He was knocked unconscious during the unprovoked assault after a night out in the town centre in July 2019. Another victim was also treated in hospital. A 19 and 20 year old have been locked up for a total of more than 10 years. A former care home boss from Ramsgate who conned vulnerable residents out of more than £17,000 has avoided being sent to jail. 50-year-old Susan Rule from Prospect Terrace took the money while working at Montague House in the town and has been given a suspended sentence. In one case, she tricked an elderly resident into writing cheques, which he thought were to pay for his care. The High Quarters ordered landowners to clean up a beauty spot near Maidstone, which has been used as a dump for vehicles and industrial waste. The site on Bell Lane in Boxley is in a designated ancient woodland, but about 14 acres has been cleared to make way for rubbish. But the owner's got six months to tidy it up and no one's allowed to live there anymore. The Kent Online podcast has been hearing how video games are going to be used to improve the education of disadvantaged children in Kent. Into Games are going to be providing £1.5 million worth of software and training to schools with high rates of children from deprived backgrounds. Ben Cooper is a teacher at the North West Kent Alternative Provision Service, which has already been using some of the content.
2: A lot of the students that I teach have rejected school. The reason game making and and coding can work so well is because they all seem to have a natural affinity for it. Their experience of school and teaching has been really bad. So if we can actually engage them with something that they enjoy on a level that they can understand, they can suddenly start getting a little bit of confidence in their ability to learn. We've had some fairly good successes over the years with students who have been kind of written off but who have developed enough self confidence through achievement in this area that definitely makes it worthwhile for me to pursue this as far as I can.
0: The first trailer for a new TV crime series set on the Kent Coast has been released. You enjoying Whitstable so far, Mr. Maguire?
2: I'm not a big fan of small towns, because you have to talk to people. Move! Two bodies in three days. You find them both. <sighs> I run a small business that does that kind of thing. A detective agency. Out of a pub. I think that deserves a beer, show.
0: Whitstable Pearl, starring Kerry Godleyman, is based on the murder mystery novels by local author Julie Wassmer. You can see the trailer on the website, and it's going to be on a streaming service later this spring. Also at Kent Online today, you can see the incredible garden created by a Rochester couple to look after their four marmoset monkeys. Lisa Marie Beerman and Matt French got the first of their animals seven years ago and are now backing a campaign calling for anyone wanting to own one to need a license and kent's biggest theater has announced it's going to reopen in june The Marlow in canterbury will welcome audiences back with the new national tour of musical six although theaters are allowed to open their doors from may the 17th with reduced audiences as part of government plans bosses are waiting until june the 8th
4: kent online sports
0: now and you might have heard today about the creation of a european super league but well, this is what we know so far 12 clubs including six from england have agreed to be founding members and they claim it'll provide increased support for the game However, the idea is being widely criticised and UEFA's even threatened to ban those involved from their domestic competitions. Our Gillingham reporter is Luke Cordell and Luke, you've asked the club chairman today what he thinks.
4: Yes, I spoke to Paul Scalley earlier today. um, The chairman of Gillingham Football Club is is one of the longest serving chairmen in the game. So um, he obviously knows his stuff. Obviously, he's not a fan of the idea. It's hard to find someone that is, to be honest, aside from those six teams that are signing up to it. And even their fans seem to be against the move. Um, Mr Scully claims it's uh, a money grab from the top six and you can't really argue with that. It's um, it's a move that's been financed by the American uh, financial giants, J.P. Morgan. Um, there's plenty of money in it for those top 15 to 20 European teams that want to go ahead with this uh, this league. But um, Mr Scully is, um, he suggests it's just a way of forcing the hand of UEFA to give the teams a bigger financial slice of the pie in terms of the European Champions League, which is set to be reformed. Um, it all seems to be about money. It always seems to be in football at the minute. Um, but you look at you look at League One and, and I think these top teams forget what it's actually like to be a supporter and following your team. I mean, Gillingham on Saturday, 2-0 up at Oxford. Potential to get into the playoffs. They concede three times in 20 minutes and the playoff hopes are all but over. I mean, it's it was such a sickener for Gillingham, but that's the sort of thing you, you love and hate about the game. It, it's so unpredictable. Um, you, you can never tell what's going to happen. Does you know? Does anyone want a league with no promotion or relegation? I mean, what's that all about? It's not, it's not football, is it? It's not competing. It's. I think the top clubs just want it to be win-win.
0: Any more reaction from across the county?
4: There has been critics from 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 different angles. I mean, even from government. I think the Maidstone MP Helen Grant said it threatens football as we know it, and it, and it sort of does in a way. But I think there'll always be lower league football. There's always be team support to support, Um a lot of the 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 other teams in Kent, you know, there's there's been no sort of statements or, or anything like that. I think the gap between non league football and um the top end of the game is it, so vast. It it's it's almost like a, a different world, isn't it? I think um I saw one tweet from Ebbsfleet responding to a, a Kent based Arsenal fan who said if his team join the European Super League then he'll have a choice between Gillingham and Ebbsfleet to support to support. And I think they said, Oh, we'll have first dibs on that please. Um, but yeah, we'll just have to see how it unfolds. Really, um, I'd be surprised if it happened. I think Mister Scal is probably right. It, I mean, it's it's probably a move just to to get a bigger a bigger share of that financial pie, really, isn't it? And uh, it's a bold as he says, it's a bold move to get the deal they want from UEFA in respect of the Champions League. Um, so we'll just have to see how it goes.
0: Thanks ever so much, Luke. You can also have your say today by answering the daily question on our socials. Just search for Kent Online on Facebook and Twitter to leave your opinions. Well, as Luke mentioned, Gillingham suffered a 3-2 defeat at Oxford United at the weekend and the bosses admitted their playoff dream is now over. The Jills threw away a two-goal lead and Steve Evans spoke to us after the match.
2: For 73, 74 minutes, the boys have carried the planet. We said we'd have a plan, we had a plan. And our plan was to come here and get the ball down and play and attack them. We did that. Two up, could have been three or four. Bad refereeing decision, stopped us going three on one versus a goalkeeper, by the way. Three on one, because it was bad defending. The referee bails somewhere we're Um, But you can't then not mark individual players that you're nominated to mark. We have won from the throw in, doesn't mark the boy winner who gets all day to turn and pick his spot. And then it's, it's just two 70-yard, 60-yard balls into the box. You have to match runners. If you don't match runners, you can see the goal. We didn't match on us. I've got three lads telling me and the whole group they're apologizing individually. Cuts noise for me, just do your job.
0: The result means Gillingham are now 11th in the table, six points off the top six. They face title-chasing Peterborough United on Tuesday. Gillingham's women are out of the FA Cup after losing to Arsenal. They were beaten 10-0 away from home in the fourth round yesterday, although their manager has said he's proud of how much they've achieved. And in cricket, Kent have lost their latest county championship match against Yorkshire. They were beaten by 200 runs at Canterbury, although Matt Milnes and Darren Stevens top-scored for the home site that's all for today thanks ever so much for listening don't forget you can subscribe to the IM news app to access all km group newspapers just head to subsaver.co.uk news you can trust this is the Kent online podcast this podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow located in beautiful Kent countryside new homes available search serenity parks.